I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. In five, four, three. Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast, Friday Live Edition. I am your host, the one and only voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me, finally, after taking the rest of the week off, just being a lazy hillbilly, is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's up, man? Yes, that's exactly what I did. I was completely lazy, and I've done nothing the entire week. I've been just laid around, been, uh, been a slovenly uh, <clears throat> drain on society. That's... Yeah, well, explain to everybody why I had to do a solo episode on Wednesday. Uh, so, I've got I've had people coming out to give us quotes on getting one of our big shops, all of the siding and roofing replaced on that. I've also had an electrician out uh, putting a meter on a garage that I've got that I'm going to be converting the garage into my new studio and man cave area. I also had a guy out that same day that the meter was being put in to... Uh, give me an estimate on replacing the windows and the door on that shop. I also have plumbers out because we've been having a bunch of plumbing issues. And on top of all of that, <clears throat> my regular stuff with the kids and also uh, Nadia had to be rushed to urgent care. She spiked a fever and uh, had some sort of a bug that got her in a pretty bad way the other day. So it's been a it's been a wild week and, and all of that on top of just like the regular, like I said, the regular running with having, you know, half a dozen kids that have shit going on all the time. Uh, yeah. And uh, my older stepdaughter, we had to have her all four uh, brakes and rotors replaced on her car because uh, apparently she just ground those things to fucking dust. So yeah, it's been a lot of, it's been a lot of, lot going on. Good times. Yeah. Good times. You should have a couple more kids. I don't think you have enough going on. Oh, I'm so close, like four and a half years, and they're all gone. I'm just counting down the days. <laughs> four and a half years, and they're all gone? Mm-hmm. I think and that's you're right. A, you're already a grandpa, right? Or not yet? Yeah, yes. Oh, not from my biological. Watching. Not from my biological kids, but the oldest stepson he has a he has a couple kids so 
And somehow I've managed to come away with just this one gray, like right here in my beard. I'm otherwise doing pretty good. It's impressive. Yeah. You know, um, well, I just had a, a birthday this past weekend. I am now 39 years old, but everybody was telling me how, how young and youthful I look. And I don't think they were just blowing smoke up my ass. I think I look pretty good for 39, <laughs> uh, if I do say so myself. But, when you um, live in hillbilly land where meth is pretty rampant, uh, looking as good as I do at 40, like as other 40-year-olds look like they're 30 years older than I am. So, Yeah, you know, I, I was back the last time I was back in Chicago. I, I met up with uh, some of my friends who I hadn't seen in a while. Um, my, my really close friends, they all look pretty good for their age, too, um, for the most part. But yeah, a couple of these guys, I was just like, dude, when, when the fuck did you guys get so old and gray? And this was like two years, this is like a year and a half, two years ago or something. <laughs> like they don't have kids, but they are married. So I don't know if it was the marriage thing that was getting them, but they were like old and fucking gray. And I'm just like, it, it's probably just living in Chicago, being fucking miserable, trying to convince yourself that you're not. Um, and so I suggested they get the fuck out of there, get some sunshine, keep you youthful. <laughs> anyway, um, there was a lot going on this week. I tried to get through most of it on the episode that I did Wednesday by myself. Um, I talked about the fraud, um, ruling against Donald Trump and company, which I, I don't know if you want to give your reactions to that. I thought it was absolutely insane. Yeah. Did they, you see some of the, that to somebody. there were some of the, uh, like it, most of it is public record. So like you can find the property valuation listings for like, um, adjacent properties and also similar properties in the area. And like Mar-a-Lago is what, like 17 acres or something? Like it's not small. Yeah, and I think I misspoke. Sorry, just real quick. I think I misspoke. I was looking at like a bunch of different pictures and I said something was like 2.3 acres. And that was like, I forget which portion of Mar-a-Lago that was, or it might have even just been an adjacent lot or something. So yeah, it's it's 17 acres. It's like beach to beach. Right. So Mar-a-Lago is like 17 acres. And this judge is saying that it's only worth like 18 to 23 million or something. When you can like pull the property listings on stuff in the adjacent area and stuff that's like a half acre or less is listed at 18 million. So like the the, the math, that the, like, I mean, this is some this is some Keynesian math. I mean, they're like it's obviously a liberal judge that's that's coming up with the numbers on this and has no fucking idea about real estate values or or just basic numbers uh, like when when a half acre lot in a sim similar area goes like my dad my dad has done land appraisal and uh, home appraisals and stuff since i was in junior high if not earlier than that like uh, i've spent a lot of time looking at comps and stuff uh like when you comp that to value a 17 acre property the same as a half acre property empty that, that, lot. <laughs> if you did if you did that you would lose your fucking appraiser appraisal license like that this judge should be thrown off the fucking bench that's insane 
it is like it's absolutely ridiculous i i mean yeah uh, on the podcast i just like googled a couple of things on zillow to see like what else i could get for you know 18 to 20 it was like 18 to 28 million or something was or 18 to 27 and a half million was the range which is by the way just a huge range like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it could be that worth this or it could be worth like almost twice what i say it's worth um and it was just like you could get a nice house there but if you just saw this house for like 20 million you're like okay it's a nice house it's like five bedrooms four baths five thousand square feet something like that and it's like listed at 20 million and some of these things they weren't even in like palm beach like he's got prime i don't under i don't know palm beach very well but i know like palm beach is like the tits and then there's west palm beach which is not as good and then like i was looking at pl like places in like sarasota we're going for 20 million and it just looks like okay yeah this is a pretty nice house uh the the trump uh mar-a-lago it's like 118 bedrooms <laughs> like tennis courts there's like a golf course attached to it um it has like a twenty thousand square foot ballroom and it's dude the idea that you can get that for 18 million is it's wildly did, ridiculous did you see don jr's post he said if mar-a-lago is only worth 18 million we'll take 10 <laughs> yeah. i didn't see that but the <laughs> the funniest thing was just a couple of years ago in 2021 uh forbes did like an article about it and they valued it at 160 million <laughs> just like and by the way these are just like i don't know that's kind of how real estate is done you it's worth what you say it's worth until somebody proves you otherwise by buying it for less or more i don't understand how this is like fraud like everybody that ever listed their place on the market is committing fraud now because i listed it for something that different than like what the property tax assessment was, I was say what, what was he what, what, what were they trying to call it fraud for that he was using that as a prop as that he was using a incorrect property valuation for loans or something to to get to more get, favorable loans from and interest rates and stuff but again, from financial that's, institutions. That's not on him. Like that's that's no. the responsibility of the bank that's giving that's issuing the loan that they're supposed to do the due diligence to check and see if the value of the property is actually equitable to that and and would make right. for a good investment that you could use this as a sound backing for the money that you're going to loan him. And if it's if it's not there, if it's not actually worth that, then the it's the bank's job to say, okay, this this is way overvalued. We can't give you this loan based on this collateral. Like that's yeah. that has nothing to do with Trump. It's so fucking crazy, dude. How many people, first of all, go into a bank trying to get a loan and they overstate like their profit projections for the business and all this stuff? Like the idea that these banks, these huge financial institutions that do these types of loans every day did not do their own due diligence, didn't get it appraised on their own is absolutely ridiculous. Of course they did. Like they'll do an appraisal. I, I've bought and sold a condo every single time I had to get an appraisal. I had to. Um, there's just no way that you could get a fucking loan just because you like i can't just go into a bank now and be like hey you know i got this property it's worth 160 million it's it's this it's that it's that and they're just going to take my word for it um if they do then that's on them but he also like 
it's not like he defaulted on any of these loans. As far as I know, he made all the interest payments and everything. Like the banks are happy with the arrangement. He's happy with the arrangement. I don't even know why the fucking state is getting involved in this whatsoever. It's it it just goes to show you that it's like the most ridiculous witch hunt you've ever seen. Oh, the, the state is getting involved with it because the further we go, the further he outpaces himself from the rest of the Republican field and also from Joe Biden. There are, depending on what poll you're looking at, he's leading the Republican field by anywhere from 48 to 55 points and has had at varying times over the course of the last two weeks, anywhere from a two to eight point lead on Biden. And that's, and that's the liberal like NBC, ABC yeah. polls that are sh that are saying he's got a two to eight percent lead over Biden. Did you see? Did you see the Washington Post one? Uh uh. Where I think it was the Washington Post. He had like a ten point lead, and then they so they put out this post. Maybe you can Google this while I set it up. They put out this post. And Trump is leading Biden. I think it's by ten points, and then they immediately had to start like shitting on their own poll. <laughs> Like, hey, you know, this poll, it's not very accurate. And like, this is what's wrong with it. And that's what's wrong with it. So don't take this poll too seriously, even though it's our own poll. It was the fucking funniest thing you've ever seen. Because he's got a command, a lead that he never had, even in like the 2016 uh, election. He never led by this much of any of the candidates. And they came out with their own poll and then immediately had to discredit their own poll. It's classic. Oh, let's see. Here we go. I got a. Uh, I, f I found the the uh, breakdown of why the poll was wrong. It's from Time Magazine. The new poll favoring Trump got got uh, what the new poll favoring Trump got wrong, and what the pundits missed. <laughs> yeah, they go on to explain why these are. Uh, it's the sample size is only a thousand. A thousand people were surveyed. It was a jarringly small poll. That's except that, like a lot of times, for especially for ABC, the Washington Post, New York Times, their most of their polls are usually only like twelve hundred people. So a thousand and six people for this poll. That's not jarringly small for the way that that these like um, mainstream media outlets do their polls. That's. But, yeah, the, the, maybe like a little the polling bit. specialist so like i don't know what the elderman poll is that says below there barometer samples thirty-five thousand people like i think if you're a professional like all you do is polling then you, you, you probably get a bigger sample size but if it's just put out by like some newspaper or like uh uh reporting play like yeah maybe they have a smaller sample size I just find it fuck. I mean, and polls this far out, I don't know how accurate they are, but it was just, it was so funny to watch them put the poll out and then have to immediately backpedal and be like, here's our poll, but pay no attention to it. <laughs> oh man. But I, I mean, how could he not be polling that much better than Joe Biden? Like the Biden administration is an unmitigated disaster. Like it's failing on every level their biggest talking points at this point are uh, Bidenomics is working. And I, I don't even know what else they point to. Every, everything I, just, I see is like Bidenomics is working. 
and they like point to these stats that are completely misleading where it's like uh, created 13 million jobs, unemployment or unemployment is low, uh, inflation is down 40%. And it's like, yeah, but it was up 200% before that. <laughs> like, and all of those jobs you're pointing to were the COVID shutdown jobs that you just brought back. Um, so everybody in the real economy, nobody's feeling Bidenomics in a good way, which is, again, the funniest, like, just being this out of touch, like, by, like the economy is tinkering on the brink of disaster. And, like, all the numbers that come out are complete shit. Um, everybody, like, consumer sentiment, the saving, everything just looks really bad. The housing market looks like it's about to fucking implode. And Bidenomic, he fucking puts his name on it and tries to brand it as a good thing. Well, and with That's, the housing market, aren't they getting ready to jack rates again? Like something that's projected that either before the end of the year or right after the first of the year, they're going to jack rates again, like significantly. Not not another, like they, they haven't been doing the little like half a percent. Like they're about to, they've been like taking it up one to two percent at a time on some of these. You're talking about the, the Federal Reserve? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, their last meeting was like, maybe we'll do one more and then, and then pause. Like, I, I think they're going to, they might pause now. They might cry uncle. If they do another rate hike. <clears throat> um, I thought, I thought I'd read a week or so ago that, uh, or right around Labor Day, I guess uh, I was, I'd read a thing that there's, they're, they're projecting one more rate hike to come either by the end of the year or right after the first of the year. Yeah. I, I think they're going to backpedal on that. I think they're going to hit the pause button. Uh, I don't think that we can handle another rate hike. I, I really don't. I'm the economy will. I mean, you're talking about uh, mortgage rates above eight percent, um, interest on the national debt, and a, a trillion dollars a year kind of thing. It's yeah, dude, we're in a very precarious situation, and it's just. The one re way you know that it's really bad is that Joe Biden thought it was a good idea to put his name on it, his stamp of approval. This is Bidenomics. <laughs> it's like, wow, dude, you took around a look at the economy and you thought you could spin it in such a good way that you put you branded it Bidenomics. And it's just going to be it's going to be laughable over the next year or so while this whole thing just explodes in his face. Well, I mean, here's Bidenomics working in the in full force, California to raise the minimum wage for fast food work, workers, because that's gonna uh, that's gonna solve all of California's problems. Twenty dollars an hour, yeah. So, <laughs> this is another hilarious aspect of of Bidenomics. Like, how many strikes are going on right now? They were just making this big deal about how he's the first president to get on the picket line with everybody else. It's <laughs> like, wait a minute. If Bidenomics is so great, why are these workers striking? I thought everything was hunky-dory with the economy. Uh, so, yeah, California is raising the, the minimum wage for fast food workers to $20 an hour. If you scroll down, there's a weird exemption from this. It's uh, So it's if it's 60 stores, if you have more than 60 locations, you're, this applies to you. But if you make your own bread... You are exempt. It says that somewhere. Um, <laughs> That's interesting. So that would uh, 
that would largely exempt Subway. I wonder right. if Subway has a has some sort of deal working with. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a weird caveat. If you make your own bread, and so I was just like, "Oh, dude, that we're gonna start making our own bread then." But this, <laughs> like, this idea that uh, we have to keep continually raising the the minimum wage. I just saw Nina Turner was out yesterday. She says twenty five dollars an hour is the minimum wage that we need now, because you have to be able to afford a living wage, and. I know we've gone over minimum wage before on this podcast uh, there it uh, is. several times. Uh, the wage increase will be effective from April 1st, 2024. It will apply to all employees who work at restaurants that have at least 60 locations across the country. However, the restaurants that make and sell their own bread don't have to abide by the new minimum wage. Interesting. Yeah, so I don't know how many fast food places that is, but um, yeah, Subway makes their own bread. Uh, Jimmy John's makes their own bread. So at those places, I feel like the, if you're making your own bread, you should be getting a better a better wage than somebody that just gets all this prepackaged shit and throws it in a microwave or whatever. Well, I mean, it says that <laughs> Uh, the average hourly wage for fast food workers in California was sixteen twenty one, yeah, uh, or last year, and currently they're making sixteen sixty an hour. Like, dude, that's not a bad minimum. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, I know California is more expensive and shit, but like, my that's first money to flip burgers, fuck. Right, my first job was an office job, and I was making. $38,000 a year. Now I know this was like, you know, fucking 16, 17 years ago. So things have changed a little bit, but this idea that it, it drives me fucking crazy on the left is that, um, you know, a minimum wage job is supposed to, Oh, see it. Oh, wait, 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 go back to that. Sorry. I wanted to read the last, uh, thing. This idea that these jobs are supposed to support a family of four. So it says the uh, the figure is below the California poverty measure for a family of four, a statistic calculated by the Public Policy Institute of California and blah, 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 that accounts for housing costs and publicly funded benefits. So, yeah, right now, uh, $16 an hour, you can't support a family of four in California. Okay. Uh you should not be having a family if you're making the minimum wage. I'm sorry. This is not this is not my rule or something. And it's not me trying to like oppress people and saying you can't have a family. Like I don't make the rules. This is the reality that we live in. Okay? If you are working a minimum wage job, you should be a fucking teenage kid or somebody just out of college or something, or maybe you skipped college and you're 18, 20, you're like, you're just getting out on your own. Uh, maybe you still live with your parents to keep your overhead low. Uh, you're working a minimum wage job to bring in some money while you put plans in place to start a career that will allow you to command a higher wage. I mean, this idea that you just get to work and it doesn't matter what kind of work you do, as long as you're working hard all day long, you deserve to have everything that everybody ever needs to have a, a living uh, a living wage, a livable life or whatever. 
No, jobs don't exist to provide you with a life. The jobs exist to fulfill a need in society. Now, there are all kinds of needs that need to be fulfilled in society. Some are vital to society that are very important and they're complicated and a lot of people want them and need them. And very few people can actually do that job to fulfill the need in society. Other jobs are just like, oh, they're kind of nice to have. They're like luxuries. Um, it's nice to have a guy, uh, a pump jockey, when you pull into a gas station. He you know, checks the air in your tires. He pumps gas. He washes your windows. That's nice to have. We used to have that. Do you want to know why we don't have that anymore? Because of the minimum wage. Like those guys used to work off of tips. Uh, they were kids, you know, summer jobs kind of thing. You got to, you, you did that. And then in between cars, you go into the garage and the mechanic says, hey, you know, like, here's how you change oil. You want to learn how to change oil on a car. Here's how you like get out the fucking dent. And here's like, they teach you skills, how to work on an engine. And while you're there, you're learning some skills to command a higher wage and you go from pump jockey to like whatever the next, you know, working, helping out a mechanic or whatever. And you can earn more money that way. And then maybe that's the career path you want to go down. You want to work on cars. You want to do something in cars. And so you go down that path. Maybe you don't, but uh, this idea that just because you're working, you deserve a livable wage, which again, they never define that, but it's like, what if I was just digging holes all day and then filling them back in? I'm working. I'm working very hard. It's it's backbreaking work to dig a big hole and then to fill it back in. At the end of the day, everything's exactly the same. I worked for 12 hours. I deserve a livable wage. Why? I didn't produce anything. I didn't uh, produce anything of value. There was there was a it was a number of years ago when this whole minimum wage debate was getting waged and uh, there was this guy that I think he was in, he was from like Mississippi or Louisiana or somewhere. And he worked at a, at a KFC and like, he was explaining that like, that was his, his life's ambition was just to be able to fry chicken. And that's what he wanted to do with his life and that he should be paid a living wage for that. It's like, if that's what you choose to do with your life, then you have already hamstrung yourself into not going to be able to make that living wage. Like you, uh, that's fine. If that's all you want to do with your life is just like put chicken in the basket, put the basket in the fryer, pull the fryer out of the basket. That's great. Cool. You, you get to live with the choices that you like yeah, the consequences. The of the consequences. Choices you, make. you can't just be like, well, this is as hard as I want to work. And I deserve as much money as a guy that's, you know, working fucking 12 hour days, busting his ass, producing something that is a lot more valuable to society than fried chicken. And by the way, if you want a fried chicken, like that's like figure out how to open up your own fried chicken joint and then you can make more money doing that. But you can't just sit there and do this menial task that anybody can do. It takes no skill. Um, you know, it takes very little training. You can learn how to do it in 30 minutes. Have and, you seen the, the uh, basically the basket dropping robots that like, just right. All this shit's going to be automated back up yeah. on their own. Exactly. Exactly. All this stuff is going to be automated right out of existence. So keep raising the minimum wage. You're going to raise the minimum wage of yourself right out of the job. Um, th again, this does not help people get higher wages. This just prevents people from being able to get their first job. It's not, uh, you know, 
oh, how did uh how did they put it? it? It's a hurdle for them to get over. It's not like help. It, it's not raising the floor that everybody's standing on. It's not raising you up. So now everybody gets to earn this. It's like no, unless you can do something that is worth twenty dollars an hour to these people, then they just don't hire you. They either don't ha fill the position or they automate it or they do it themselves because it's not worth for, it's not worth it for them to hire somebody and the cost of hiring people is artificially high because of all the government regulations and the employment insurance and all this shit that they got to do so the, the whole thing is just it, it it's just so ridiculous that we we still have to have this discussion about the minimum wage this day and age like people just do not understand basic economics like it's just the job is the job it, it the job is not like okay i have a job so you can have a family of four now because you're working for me it's like what what no like first of all why are you trying to start a family when you're making the minimum wage you should not be having kids why are we having kids why do people Johnny, have kids apparently the problem is that you and i are doing boy math That's 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 why oh, yeah. we don't understand. I'm not exactly sure. You can, yeah, you can mansplain boy math to me in a second, but let me just make this point about kids real quick. Because I, now I don't have kids, but if I was going to have kids, it would be when I'm in a situation where it's like, okay, I've got my life together. I'm doing pretty well. I have a, a woman that I love. We're married. Maybe we're not married, but we want to start a family. Why do we want to have kids? So that we can provide for those kids, the things that maybe we didn't have growing up. I want to carry on my legacy. I, I want to give them a, a, a nice life or something like that. I want them to have a role model to look up to. Could you imagine, like, what, you're, you're going to go to uh, uh, bring your father to work, or no, bring your uh, father to a school day or whatever. It's like, what do you do? It's like, well, I work at McDonald's. What? No, dude, you should not be having kids if all you are worth to society is the minimum wage. And by the way, that's very few people. Most people make the minimum wage for like their first six months or something like that. And then they get a raise if they're not completely incompetent. And the, the, the harder you work, the, the better the weight because you learn new skills and you're able to help out and do other things. So you're more valuable to the company and they give you more money. That's kind of how this whole thing works. So very few people... It's only like 3% of the workforce or something make the minimum wage, and they're all very young, and they only make it for a short time. So th this idea that everyone's struggling because they're making the minimum wage is ridiculous. Um, the idea that we need a minimum wage to protect workers is ridiculous because why? if, if this is what's you know, making sure that people aren't um, being forced into slave labor, why isn't 99% of people making the minimum wage? Why are people uh, making uh, $50,000, $100,000 uh, $100, a year at a job? If the minimum wage is only whatever it is, $16 an hour, why aren't they making that? It's like, oh, because there's competition in the workforce and people will pay up to get people that are worth more than $16 an hour. It's completely unnecessary, and the real minimum wage is zero. But yes, I, maybe I'm getting this all wrong because I'm doing boy math. <laughs> yep, apparently so. Boy math is uh, never raising the minimum wage, but still expecting Americans to keep up with the cost of living. Uh, never yeah. mind that the reason the cost of living is going up is because of people like 
Ilhan Omar and the squad right. and the others in government. That's the other point that I was trying to make to uh, that fucking dunce, Nina Turner, who never responds to any of my comments. I don't know why I bother, but I, I just hope other people see them. I just asked, I was like, why do you think you have to constantly advocate for raising the minimum wage year after year? Like it, a while ago, it was, we need to raise the minimum wage to $10 an hour. Then it was the fight for 15 uh, now uh, California is saying twenty dollars an hour. Nina is saying twenty five dollars an hour. Um, why do we have to keep raising the minimum wage to maintain a standard of living? That's the question you should be asking. Why do we have to keep raising this? Because it didn't always used to be that way. So, like, you're not getting at the root of the problem. You're treating the symptom of the problem. The symptom is. Um, no matter how much money I'm making, it's not enough to buy the things I used to be able to buy. So what's causing that? And it's inflation. It's all these government programs that they're advocating for. Uh, why are, you can, why are people the, so happy to just make the minimum wage? Like that's all they want is like that too. Yeah. Like these really fucking low standards, but it's dude, the original, not the original minimum wage. Cause I think that started in like the thirties or something, but it went away in like the, in the 50s or the 60s, they came up with uh, the minimum wage that, as we kind of know it today. And it was $1.25 an hour. $1.25 an hour. That sounds awful, doesn't it? Uh, if I said, you're, you're going to earn $1.25 an hour, uh, I, I'm not taking that job. However, back in the 50s and 60s, we were on the dual metal standard backing our currency. So... Uh, an ounce of uh, $20 was an ounce of gold and a dollar was an ounce of silver. So you got one and a quarter ounces of silver per hour. Do you want to look up what uh, silver is at right now? I can tell you pretty quickly. Silver, an ounce of silver is $22.16. Okay, so do the math. What is that? Twenty twenty-seven dollars an hour. Twenty-seven dollars an hour. If we're on a fucking gold standard, it was the minimum wage back then, and it would be the minimum wage today. If you were still making a dollar twenty-five, but you could redeem it in silver, you're making twenty-seven dollars an hour more than Nina Turner is advocating for. So it's not a problem with the minimum wage. The problem is with the money. They're destroying the money. Stop them from doing that. And then we don't have to keep having this retarded debate when I have to explain to you how ridiculous the minimum wage is and how it's not helping anybody. It's only hurting people. I mean, imagine looking around at, you know, some of these jobs that are being created and be like, oh, well, they're not paying their workers enough. It's like, well, it's an option at least. They don't have to take it. Nobody's putting a gun to that. If, that. if they're taking that job, we can reasonably assume that it was the best job that they could get. Now, if, if you eliminate any job that pays less than $20 an hour, um, all of these people that can't get the $20 an hour, well, now they're just unemployed. So you could be unemployed making zero or you could be employed making $5 an hour. And then hopefully that will lead lead you down an avenue where you can start commanding a higher wage. Well, and, and another thing that comes out of all of this 
uh, complaints about the job market and stuff is, is everybody complains that all of these employers that pay good money want you to have experience. You, you need to have a resume where you've done stuff, except that nobody can get in on the entry level because they don't have any experience. And these companies can't afford to pay an unexperienced, useless right. body to learn how to do this stuff. That's like, that's why you need that minimum wage job. So then you, you are right. actually, uh, you're, you know, the money that they invest into you is actually worth it. They're not, nobody's paying you $20 an hour for, to train on the job. Yeah, you have to have something. Now, maybe the, the skills for the new job don't really correlate to the, the skills you had in your first job. But, I mean, when I used to hire people, I was looking for a certain type of person, right? And you talk to their previous employer, and maybe they give you a, a good recommendation or a bad recommendation. It's not like, like – I worked in paint stores for the most part growing up. And then I was trying to get a job in finance. They called my old employers in the paint store and it wasn't like, Hey, can this guy like, uh, read a balance sheet and, and <laughs> like invest in stocks and stuff. It's like, no, but it's like, what kind of guy is he? Does he have a good work ethic? Does he show up on time? Does he have potential? Does he take instruction? Like if I spend the time training, cause you're going to have to train people no matter what, like it's, it's a new job. So you have to show them how you do things. And here's what I expect. Like you have to train people, but is he going to be able to do that? It, does he apply himself? Does he show uh, up? Does he, does he, yeah, does he show care? up? Does he work hard? Does he, does ask he the right understand question? things? Does he, yeah. Does he have a good head on his shoulders? That kind of thing. Uh, not like, does he know how to do this job that I'm going to teach him how to do? Uh, probably not. Unless you're working in that industry, like, yeah, I did 15 years in this industry and now I'm just going to a company that does the exact same thing. That's one thing. But if you're switching job, like minimum wage job at McDonald's to a corporate job or something like that, there are intangibles that you want to know these people have before you invest six months into training them. And if you don't have that, it's like, oh, well, shit, I don't know what to tell you. Um, the, the problem is that you couldn't get a job because they had to pay somebody $20 an hour. They're not going to take an unskilled nobody at $20. At $20 an hour, now you have to have experience doing that exact same job. I want somebody who's already done it before. And that, you know, it's if you want to call it a hurdle, if you want to think of it as the job ladder, they're, they're taking the first like five rungs off the job ladder. So instead of just climbing this ladder nice and leisurely, now you have to jump up and like catch the first thing and pull yourself up there and do like a, a chin up and then you can start getting up the ladder. It's a lot well, harder to do. It incentivizes the college route. It, it forces you because now if you've got that degree, you get to you get to skip those first five steps anyway. If you got that degree, they're like, oh, yeah, they they went to school. So they have to show up because they're a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Right. Except that they learn nothing of value in college either. So now they're just an in debt, uh, brainwashed communist coming out of college. Awesome. Yeah. Give me some of that. But yeah, they've, they've completely fucked up the whole thing, but this idea that you're just going to raise the minimum, keep raising the minimum wage. Uh, I mean, and the other thing that we always do is just like, well, if, if 15 is good, if 20 is good, why not make it 30? Why not make it 50? How about $100 an hour? Just it, like if I was a Republican, I would take control of this issue. $200 an hour for everybody, minimum. And, and have them defend that. Because if it's a problem at $200 an hour, that exact same problem exists at $20 an hour. 
It's just one-tenth of the problem. Not everybody's worth $200 an hour. I think we could agree on that. Um, not everybody's worth $20 an hour. It, it, it can't be. Not everybody can do this. I mean, there's a bell curve, right? So the, the problems that you have at $200 an hour, you just have on a smaller scale at $20 an hour. Why create problems? Why not just let people negotiate the, like, Donald Trump's negotiating with the bank. The bank's happy with the loan. Donald Trump's happy with the loan. They get a deal. Government fucking stays out of it. Why not let an employer and an employee negotiate? Dude, you, and by the way, they're going to like offer – well, a lot of these jobs are part-time, so they don't have to provide benefits. But if you're a full-time minimum wage employee, if that exists, um, there's a bunch of shit that you're getting that you probably don't need that they're taking out of your paycheck. Like I don't need health insurance at 22 or 18. I, I, I don't need any of that shit. Uh, especially if, if your parents are still claiming you as a dependent, you're on their insurance, dental, uh, medical, all that shit. So it would be nice to be able to negotiate with your employee, be like, hey, listen, pay me a little more cash and I don't need any of this fucking shit, all these other fringe benefits that I'm never gonna be able to use. Can't yeah, do that. Not, yeah, that's no. not the way that works. <laughs> then, then, then Uncle Sam's not getting his cut. Right. Right. What is so? What is this boy math shit? I keep seeing uh, it. Where did this originate? All right. So the 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 boy math thing is basically a way to try to take take jabs at men. Uh, it originated with a thing that went around the internet about a month or so ago that was girl math, where it was females on social media explaining why the money they spent on dumb shit that they didn't need was actually justified. Like, like explaining that it's not, um, that it didn't actually cost more money to buy this thing because they broke it out into so many payments. So they're, they're actually only paying like $14 a month on it instead of paying, you know, $400 for this thing or whatever. Like this, it's the, it's this dumb logic or, or like I bought it on sale. So, that means, you know, it was a good deal, even though it was something that you literally didn't need and is a completely useless thing that serves no purpose. You got it on sale, so it was worth it. And But you'll literally never use it. Like, this was the, it was, it was women being made fun of for frivolous spending and not, uh, not managing money well. Well, then it turned into now it's now what it's turned into is the boy math thing where uh, boy math is uh, being 5'10", but saying you're six foot or like, <laughs> That's all, like these different things. Of, and, and it's gotten. Can we, can we pull some up? Is there like a, a Twitter thread with all these on there? Uh, I've got some in the. Uh, there's got to be like a if you just like search boy math, there's got to be like a whole thing that comes up, right? Let's see. Let's see what we got just on a. Uh, I saw math one from a AOC. <laughs> let's see. Boy math is asking for statistics and then claiming they're false when provided. Uh, boy math is having a body count of 30 and not making any of them climax. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, there was one from AOC. It was, um, oh, hang on. Where did that go? 
the ALC one was boy math is needing 15 attempts to count the votes correctly to become speaker and then shutting down the government nine months later, uh, aiming that at, at uh, Speaker of the House at McCarthy, McCarthy. And, the, yeah. and the impending shutdown. Um, yeah, that one didn't really work out because the last one, the, the second part's not math involved. There you go. Boy know. math is giving your baby mama $107 a month in child support and thinking it funded her trip to Aruba. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, boy, boy math is being six times more likely to abandon your, your wife with a uh, terminal or chronic illness and then crying about male loneliness. There, some of these are, uh, some of these are pretty brutal. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the new boy math thing is females calling it boy math and then using it as a way to, to try to attack males for, for dumb shit that a lot of guys do. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I've seen some of them where it's just like, yeah, dude, you guys have no business even talking about math. Yes. Some of them are funny. Some of them are just blatantly stupid. Uh, boy <laughs> math is having an apartment with one gaming system, two TVs and zero hand towels. What the fuck am I going to do with hand towels? That's why God made sleeps. Uh, I don't understand the, this obsession with hand towels. Uh, yeah. Women love hand towels. Uh, and then you got to have the decorative hand towels that you're not actually allowed to use. Can't use like, those. No, by those God, if you decoration. touch that thing, you're getting beat. Yeah. <laughs> I know personally. Oh, man. Yeah, my mom had all that shit. You can't use those towels. Those are for decorate. Those are for, like, yeah, decoration, guest towel, whatever. It's like, Mom, there's nobody here. I'm using the fucking towel. You know, for all this, like, uh, AOC's boy math thing, I guess girl math is uh, explaining away looting as just needing bread, right? And so they go out and they need to feed their child and they don't have money. So you maybe have to, you're, they're put in a position where they feel like they either need to shoplift some bread or go hungry that night. Yeah. I don't believe I've seen a single shoplifter in any of these videos carrying out loaves of bread. So, Maybe I, I haven't missed, seen them. Maybe I missed it, but no. The, the closest thing I've seen is them like raiding the fucking butcher department and stealing a bunch of meat, like steaks and stuff. But by and large, it's uh, yeah, racks of clothes. Um, I mean, I guess to... like liquor is technically uh, you know liquid bread. It's a lot of the same. You know, you got yeast, you got wheat barley like a lot of similar components go into liquor so yeah. maybe that's I've, maybe i've drinking my dinner about. before <laughs> that's happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude this oh god it's it's so fucking ridiculous to watch these people justify this type of behavior it's unbelievable like dude aoc open up your fucking house to looting then they just need bread that's why they're like running into Nike town and stealing 10,000 pairs of shoes. That's what it is. They're fucking going like big screen TVs. You know, they're going to sell all that stuff on the black market and then use that to, to buy bread. That's, bread. What, that's what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is, it's, a, it's a barter system. <laughs> they're trading Nikes and big screen TVs for groceries. I mean, uh, we we're getting pretty close like, to that point anyway, yeah. but... I can't remember if we played the video of, I think this was in San Francisco, of these two guys that went into a clothing store and tried to steal an entire rack of clothes. Like they wheeled it out the door. <laughs> and this poor fucking like uh, Hispanic chick was like trying to stop them. 
and you know, it was like a high end clothing store. So it was like thousands of dollars worth of like dresses and shit. <laughs> They're just running out the fucking street with a rack of clothes. Oh, they just need bread. Dude, these are fucking, first of all, where are their goddamn parents providing the bread? How about that? How about we start there? Um, but yeah, they just need a loaf of bread. Yeah, it's just Aladdin, you know, he just needed that loaf of bread for him and his monkey. That's all that that's all that we're trying to do. They're just taking exactly what they need to make it to the next day, falling on hard times. As if we don't have a dozen government programs to provide food assistance. Um, all, all kinds of shit. There's private charities. There's soup kitchens. You can go there. Um, no. We don't have any of that. You just got to go. What you have to do is you can't steal the bread directly. Like you can't go into the supermarket and just take a loaf of bread and walk out. You have to go into uh, Best Buy, some shoe stores. You got to go into a mall, steal a bunch of other stuff, and then sell that off to get money to buy the bread. I'm sure that's why that's Target's, Target's closing all of their stores in uh, in these big major cities because of mm -hmm. because of the bread. And that's that's what's resulting in the, these. Yeah, bread's closing. their biggest biggest earner. Yeah, that the, the biggest markup at Target is on the bread. So, yeah, I wish we had video of the store. I guarantee you, the bread aisle is completely stocked, hundred percent stocked. Everything else is going to be gone. But yeah, this is, um, I don't know if you can read that for us because the, the font's kind of small on my end. Uh, the, the quote, we cannot continue operating these stores because theft and organized retail crime are threatening the safety of our team and guests and contributing to unsustainable business per performance, the company said in a press uh, statement. We know that our stores serve an important role in their communities, but we can only be successful if the working and shopping environment is safe for all. Um, so... Target is closing nine stores in major cities across the U.S., citing violence, theft, and organized retail crime. The news comes in the heels of a warning from the company that lost or stolen inventory has created a $500 million dent in profitability this year. $500 million. Okay. I'm sure yeah. they've got insurance to cover that, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> where, what and what, where are they closing stores, Johnny, you ask? Harlem. Two stores in Seattle, three stores in San Francisco, Oakland area, and three uh, and three more stores in Portland. Are they already gone in Chicago? Or they're still hanging around there. Uh, I I don't know if they're uh, right now. It looks like it's just the one New York store and the big West West Coast uh, markets. Okay. But I mean, if they're starting there, it's only a matter of time before this spreads to. Chicago and Detroit and yeah. other places like yeah well I mean you can't just have people coming in and stealing shit how is this fucking society right now this is like dude every dystopian scenario well like when I tell somebody I'm an anarcho-capitalist I don't think government should exist it's immoral we don't need it all that kind of stuff, right? Well, they're like, oh, you're just going to have roving bands of gangs, like stealing stuff from people. That's literally what we have now. <laughs> I submit to you this. Um, I'll take this, but I get the freedom to defend myself and my store the way I see fit, which is like, dude, I'd have fucking people on the roof 
shooting. Shooting. You're going to die. You want to run into my fucking store, you are going to get annihilated. Like the fucking Koreans. Like that's what... And be like, oh, you value uh, your stuff more than human lives. Well, I was like, dude, if they're not valuing their lives, why should I? Why should I? Um, but I submit to you this. This is what you get when you're paying uh, the biggest gang ever for protection. You're getting no protection whatsoever, and they're taking 40% of your shit. And whatever they leave behind, whatever these thieves leave behind and you happen to sell, you got to pay taxes on that. Get the fuck out. Dude, this is this system has collapsed. It's over. They're not doing basic functions. The, the border is wide open. They're not protecting the border. We have millions of fucking people just flooding in. Uh, I, I don't think we have the story here, but there's a, it's going to cost a billion dollars in New York to house these migrants now. A billion with a B. That, that's going to work out really well. Um they're, so they're not securing the border of the country. That's like basic, really basic government services. They're not protecting their citizens. Uh, they're not protecting your stores. They're not protecting you on the streets. They're not, they're not doing anything. Uh, the court system, we got a glimpse as to how the court system works when it wants to. Uh, January 6th people, Donald Trump, a judge just bangs his fucking gavel. And steals your billion-dollar company from you. Dude, I, I would take the fucking Italian mafia over this in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. First of all, they would actually protect you if you paid the protection money. And they're not going to take your billion. Dude, it is so fucking insane. This was a, a summary judgment. I don't know if you followed this at all. I went over it on the last episode. I'm sure you haven't had time to listen to it with all your kids and everything. But... A summary judgment. So uh, they didn't present any evidence, really. They didn't get to prepare a defense. There was no jury. There was no nothing. There's just a judge said he looked at it. And he's like, yep, uh, we have overwhelming evidence. We don't need to go to trial. Uh, boom. We're stripping you of your business certificate. You have to be out of New York in 10 days. Kangaroo court and a banana republic. Yeah, we're, we're putting it into receivership. We're going to assign somebody to take over your company from you. Like... Dude, that I, – I can't imagine anything more fucking corrupt. So that's the court system that we have. Um, what else are they supposed to be doing? So the police are failing. The judicial system is failing. Uh, the, the border's insecure. Our foreign policy – I mean the Ukraine stuff still going on. Nobody really supports that. Well, the problem uh, is most of them are – on their deathbed, at least one of them had the decency to go ahead and fucking kick it. Yeah. Diane Feinstein finally is dead at 90. Oldest woman to serve, uh, blah, 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 blah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, was she actually been serving for the last like couple of years? We don't know. They've just been kind of wheeling her in and out on a wheelchair, telling her what to do. Uh, apparently she was able to make one last vote for I can't remember what what she voted on yesterday yesterday before she before she died like early this morning I I saw it somewhere earlier today and I I can't remember what it, it was it was another like pointless fucking bill that'll continue 
a war somewhere or something. Like she has been an adamant warhawk for her entire career. And like, ooh, 90 I mean, years old, dude. This is so fucking crazy that they're they're this old and they're working. This woman was enough of a warhawk to give John McCain a run for his money. Like, yeah. Craziness. Yeah. And it's just, my God, dude. What? <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say. Like this whole thing is an unmitigated disaster and they're worried about shutting it down. Oh no. What's going to happen if we don't have a bunch of fucking geriatrics uh, running the country? There was running a really the country very poorly, by the way, doing absolutely nothing correctly. There was a really, a really fun clip that I, I saw earlier. It was her like basically just berating a bunch of kids. Like they're telling her that she needs to do something to address the the climate crisis because if she doesn't do something to address the climate crisis, that there's not going to be a planet for them in twelve years to for them to inherit and blah 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 blah. And she was like, "I just won a major election. Did any of you vote for me?" Like one of them's like, "I'm 16. I can't vote." She's like, "Exactly. So I don't care what you have to say. Like it doesn't matter. I'm doing what I need to do. I just won a big election. Y'all can fuck right off." Like, oh my god, that's amazing. I love it. Like, yeah, she 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 might have been a horrible person, but she was pretty based at times. Well, that's the 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 one benefit to like having a bunch of really old people there is like when you reach a certain age, like when you get to your (laughs) seventies, you just don't give a fuck anymore. You're just like, you know what? I'm I'm not fucking holding my tongue. I'm just gonna say what I what I think and I'm gonna fucking stick to it. And so they'll just start saying shit, and you're just like, whoa, yeah. Uh, the quiet part out loud. It's fucking hilarious, dude. My parents are get, like, my old man is at that age where he's just like, it's a little embarrassing, you know, like when you're at restaurants and he's just like fucking busting the waiter's balls. I'm like, dad, relax. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm too old. I'm too old to fucking deal with anything. Give me what I want when I want it. I'm fucking paying you money. It's just like, I'm going to fucking say what I'm going to say. That was that was the th- they were like, um, the people elected you and we're part of the people. You have to listen to what we what we're here to say. And she said, "Did you vote for me?" They're like, "Well, we're not old enough to vote." She said, "Then I don't have to listen to you." <laughs> God, that's amazing. I love it. <laughs> oh man. Um, there have been some interesting Feinstein moments over the years where she has said some wild and crazy shit like saying the quiet parts out loud and and being a terrible person but but like publicly being a terrible person so you get to see the whole thing on display and it's like high-end entertainment it like you know after after she says it then you have to step back and be like holy fuck this is like this is the mentality of the people who are running this country uh she just had the you know dementia to say it out loud but at the same time it's like really awesome to to hear them say the quiet parts out loud like that yeah um i did find that video of them stealing the racket clothes i'm gonna send it to you real quick i know we got we got about 10 more minutes right before you gotta roll I, yeah i got i gotta get out of here promptly at 2 30. Uh, it is it is the final uh home football game so and this is the only one that i will have the opportunity to actually be at to watch my daughter and the band perform and everything so i have to show up uh, okay, so we had a uh, Republican debate last night. I'm guessing you didn't watch any of it. I've seen some of the lowlights, but nothing. 
of particular value. There was one clip. I wish I, I was trying to find it. It was just literally everybody on the stage talking over each other while the moderators are like, can we get it together? Can we get it together? Can we get it together? And they're just, everybody keeps talking, 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 talking. And like, it's like, this is why Donald Trump is not showing up for these things because this is a giant clusterfuck and he's not going to be involved in it. Well, yeah, dude. Yeah. And they keep talking about him during the debates. Like, well, Donald Trump should be here to explain himself. And the one guy who's not here is Donald Trump. Listen, he's not there for a couple of reasons. A, he's kicking your fucking ass in the poll and there's almost no upside for him to be there. Uh, B, it just gives the, the impression that you guys are like the JV squad. Like it's beneath him and it's working out brilliantly. He's just like, yeah, that's, that's fucking child's play over here. I'm the fucking big dog. I'm top G. I don't need to fucking deal with this. Well, uh, that's Let's kind of the, play. that's kind of the key takeaway. Like I, I, I didn't, I watched some like highlights, lowlights, whatever you want to call it, and read a few things about it. And I, I just couldn't bring myself to sit down and actually watch the whole fucking debate. And, and like, it seems like the biggest takeaway is like, they'll say Nikki Haley won or they'll say Ron DeSantis won. But when you go and you look at it, it's like, Everybody who stepped on that stage lost. Donald Trump has won every debate by not yeah. showing up. By not showing up, he just pulls the like he just you know takes the legs out from under him. It's like yeah, this is nobody cares about this anymore because I'm the one number one in the poll. You know I'm getting the nomination, and so what are you guys even talking about? Why is anybody listening to you? I didn't I didn't see the whole thing. I seen part of it, and then I saw some clips. You know. It sounded like uh, DeSantis did a better job than he did in the first one, which is a pretty low bar. Um, Nikki DeSantis's Haley, problem in both of them has been he's been trying to behave as the reasonable voice of, like, let's actually have a debate, whereas all the rest of them are up there just trying to scream scream at and over each other. So Yeah, it seemed like they were all getting pretty desperate for, like, zingers to get like attention did you do we have any clips of them like chris christie had just the most fucking embarrassing attempt at like chris christie <laughs> is polling below two percent like anything he says is he irrelevant. was like i forget exactly he was like donald trump should be here you know donald duck because he's ducking the debates and he thought it was like the best fucking zinger ever. And he's got this like shit eating grin on his face and it just didn't land at all. It was just like crickets in the audience. And then uh, Mike Pence had one where he was, he like made some joke about how he's been banging a teacher for like the last 30 years. I guess yeah, his wife was a teacher. That one was like, pretty rough. Oh, God. Yeah, it's just give me something for the cringe and let me die. <laughs> answer for that, but he's not. And I want to look at that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching. OK, and you're not here tonight, not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that. No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. All right. I want to ask Do Governor DeSantis. You <laughs> oh, good one. <laughs> he talks oh about God. he talked about Trump having no self control, and then like you've got the pictures of him just being this like 
overblown lard ass. Like, dude, right. you're one to yeah, talk he about. He has no self control. Absolutely no self control. Uh, it, it, it's so fucking ridiculous. Um, I forget who who else was up there. So Nikki Haley got into like a couple heated exchanges with Vivek Ramaswamy. Dude, Nikki Haley just screams Karen to me. She's a fucking Karen. Uh, especially when you're talking about like China. I don't know why she, she went off on this TikTok thing. <laughs> it's just Nikki like, Haley's big problem is she is the mainstream darling. CNN and ABC and MSNBC and all of the mainstream media outlets. She is the one that they consistently say perform the best. She's the best candidate out of the Republican field. But like when you've got the establishment saying that you're the best candidate, that's a massive red flag for everybody. Like nobody, nobody on the right is going to take you seriously as a candidate when the entirety of the corporate press has deemed you the best candidate on the stage. Like that you her her polling numbers are going to drop to zero because nobody wants that. And then the she got into like some really bizarre arguments with the what's that black dude's name? Tim Scott. Tim Scott. I don't know why he's still up there. Like he's irrelevant. No, he's there instead of fucking Larry Elders, which is fucking bullshit. Um but yeah, there he was like, you spent fifty thousand dollars on blinds. <laughs> And she's like, wait a minute. No, the Obamas did that. And I just like moved into the house and he's like, well, did you send them back? Like send the blinds. What? Send them back where? <laughs> like it was just, dude, it was the most cringeworthy thing I've seen in a lot of these debates and I've watched most of them, but yeah, he's just got nothing. He's got nothing. 50 grand. What for blinds? Oh, Okay. Dude, we're thirty-three trillion dollars in debt, and you guys are arguing about blinds. That's what you got. It was just—it's it, unbelievable. Send them back. Yeah, yeah. I moved into the house, and I was like, "Take these blinds down. They cost too much. I'm going to save the taxpayer fifty grand somehow by returning the blinds that have already been used." Anyway, yeah, the whole thing was like childish and the, the, the moderators had no control over it. There was some like Mexican chick there from Univision who could barely speak English. Um, who I'm very sympathetic to people trying to speak language, a uh, second language. But it's like, dude, you can't understand like half the things she's saying. Get somebody who's a little more fluent. And they have they have to do something gimmicky to try to get eyeballs on it because if Trump doesn't show up, then they're going to have exactly what that, like this was the lowest rated primary ever period. I didn't even ever. know. Remember when I asked you a couple, I was like, is there another debate coming up? And you're like, ah, no, no, probably not till like October or something. I was like, here it is, here it is. And everybody fucking forgot. Like there was no fanfare about it. It wasn't like, Ooh, upcoming debate. Like here's what to expect. It was just, it just happened. And then, oh, dude, at the very end, did you see the last question? Mm -mm. So you know how usually they're like, okay, everyone's going to get like 30 seconds for a closing statement kind of thing. I've never seen this before, and it was so fucking cringe. She was like, under your podium is a card. Have you guys seen the show Survivor? Write down who you would vote off the island of Republican candidates or something. I swear to God, this happened. And then DeSantis, to his credit, was just like, I'm not doing that. 
that's retarded. He didn't say retarded, but he's just like, this is so stupid. Uh, I'm not going to write down who I want to vote off the, the stage here. And so then the debate just like kind of ended like that. I've never seen anything like it. It was a unmitigated disaster. <laughs> anyway, um, we got to roll. You got to go uh, do kid stuff. Good luck at the football game. We will be back on Tuesday. I'll try to. When are we going to put this out? You're going to send me the video or the file? Yeah, I'll get today to you tonight. Tomorrow? I'll okay. get it to you tonight. All right. So I'll probably put it out tomorrow morning. Um, enjoy your weekend, everybody. Follow us on Twitter. Our handles are right there at Pedal Fiction at JCamp1521. You can become a supporting listener to the show. I will link to that in the description. And share the show with uh, two people. That's your mission for this week. Send the show to two people that you think would enjoy it and do all that for us. And we will be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode for you. Until then, you know what to do. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.